Hey, hi, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Core Unearthed. I am your host, my name is Hannah, and today we will be talking about school culture and moving into the real world. So, high school. It's a place of education, it's a place of building relationships and connections, and it is also a place where drama is brewed like no other. <laughs> so today we will be discussing what the current process is that we have set in place for students moving out of high school into universities, TAFEs, or the real world in general. And how does this change depending on where you are in the world? So for me, I'm in Australia, so we will be talking about it in a more Australian-based perspective. But we will also be touching on the schooling in Denmark, America, the Middle East, etc. Should this process that we have for young adults moving into the real world change? Are educators and the government doing enough for children as they leave high school? Are they getting paid enough to even consider helping kids more as they move out? Is the current school environment damaging how we're supposed to see the real world? And would it be better if the school environment mimics the real world more effectively? These will all be questions that will be answered throughout this podcast, hopefully. <laughs> as well as discussing whether or not private schools are better in terms of helping kids move out of high school, or would it be better to just put your children in a public school environment? Keep listening and all those questions will be answered. So, what is the current process that we have set in place for students moving out of high school? Well, it definitely depends on where the student wants to go after high school and where they are in the world. For those wanting to go to university, especially in Australia or even in America, they'd be spending their last year of high school searching for universities, writing and sending applications, spending countless hours with their careers advisor trying to get these applications finished, praying and hoping that they get into their dream university while studying for hours each night just to ensure that they get their required ATAR or GPA to get into this university or get to the dream job or get to the whatever it may be. It is a huge kerfuffle of your last year in high school, of your last year living in this environment that you have grown up in, that you have known for 12, 13, 14, how many ever years you've been in high school, this is the only environment that you have been able to exist in. For most people, this is the only life that they know. And they're spending the last year of it instead of being able to spend time with their friends or say goodbye to their teachers or, you know, really taking the experience. They're worried about what's going to happen afterwards. Should this process we have for young adults moving into the real world change? Absolutely. If I could say one thing about my journey moving out of high school currently, it is that the stress levels are ridiculous. If there is a change that we can make to this process, my suggestion would be to make it less stressful in terms of having extra help for students as they apply for university, have more seminars and lectures in terms of what to do after high school so that they can have someone there to guide them, have someone emailing them occasionally, just checking up on them, being like, hey, how are you? Like, I hope you're going well with your university applications. If you need anything, let me know. It's small things like that that genuinely do help with stress levels and making it feel like you have someone there for you through the process. Especially now as I move out, I'm starting to realize that this last year is not only the end of my high school life, but it is also the start of my real life journey. And for some people, they'd be like, oh my gosh, Hannah, no, obviously, like, I thought that was obvious. You're not just ending high school and then passing away. You're going on to live your real life and go to university and get a job. But like I said earlier, for most people, this environment is the only environment they've existed in for 13 years plus or minus or however long it may be. For some people, the knowledge and the image of being outside in the real world, having to make new friends, having to apply for jobs, having to pay taxes, having to vote, having to do all of these things is too much for them to handle. 
So if I could suggest something for the process, it would definitely be to ensure that we are lessening the stress on our young adults, especially because this generation moving into the real world now is the generation that will lead us into the future. Once those who are older have passed away, once those who are currently in government have passed away, once those who are in authority positions have passed away, those who are in high school at this moment, those who are moving out of high school right now will be those who are moving us forward in the future. So we want to be able to set a good foundation for them now so that later on in life they can lead us and create the foundation that society needs to keep moving. Now, for many young adults, high school is their last stop before they move into the real world, whether that be university, their career, adult life, whatever it may be. It's where adolescents and teenagers and young adults are supposed to learn and develop both academically and socially, so that when they do graduate, they'll be prepared for all the future has to hold. But does it actually achieve that? Educators are doing so much already. I mean, the amount of work that they do, literally God bless them. <laughs> As I've grown old, I've seen my teachers sit for countless hours, either marking assessments, setting up homework, setting up classes for their students. As someone who did a course of primary education as work placement, I got to see firsthand the amount of work that teachers and educators do in order to provide for the children under their care. But is this enough? A study done in America shows that out of more than 300 participants told, the vast majority, which is 93%, said that they didn't think that high schools are fully preparing students to succeed in the future. Now, why is this? Some people think it's because they're teaching random subjects. Some people think it's because they're not teaching them enough socially. Some people think it's because of the people that they're surrounded with. There's honestly so many different factors that we have to account for. First of all, there's the fact that half the classes that we take as students aren't going to be useful to us in the future. And a lot of people say that. <laughs> and I say that now coming out of high school. Having learned all the things that I've learned, I still don't feel prepared going out of high school and moving into the real world. After taking advanced math classes, after taking ridiculous amounts of English, after taking drama and business and all these other subjects just to hope that I get a good enough ace heart to get into my university, I still have no idea what parties to vote for. When I turn 18, how am I going to know how to vote? How am I going to know how to pay taxes? How am I going to know how to pay bills or get a home loan? These things just aren't taught well enough to our students. These things that are the foundation of adult life after high school are just not taught. And this leads to extreme stress and anxiety to students moving out of high school and having to relearn everything and having to see things for the first time like, oh my gosh, how do I apply for a bank loan? Or how am I going to afford going to university? How am I going to afford all this? How am I going to vote? Do I know how to vote? Who am I going to vote for? Who's better? It is so, so, so important that we bring these topics into our high school education. If I think there's a way for the government especially to prepare their future generations through high school, it would most definitely be through bringing in topics that students will actually utilize afterwards. Now, I'm not saying that the subjects that we take in high school are completely useless, no. A lot of them are foundational subjects for things that we will learn in university. Say, so if you want to be a lawyer, taking legal studies in high school will be so beneficial to you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, taking business studies in high school will be extremely beneficial. 
but not everyone has those dreams. However, everyone will end up having to vote and pay taxes and some people will end up having to get home loans or mortgages or whatever it may be because they are the foundations. What we learn in high school, sure they are foundations, but mostly for foundations on top of careers. We need to bring in more relevant topics to the real world to teach our children to not break down mentally when they enter the real world and realize, oh crap, what am I doing with myself? I actually did do a bit of homework earlier and I saw some stats from some schools in Denmark which intrigued my interests, piqued my curiosity. (laughs) So I found out that Denmark avoids their class rankings and formal tests. Instead, children work in groups and they're taught to challenge the established way of doing things. Now, when you look back at countries like Australia and America, we have class rankings, we do do formal tests, people are constantly battling each other, not literally, uh, metaphorically, battling each other for class rankings. Whoever's the first gets the badge of honor, whoever's first gets the medal, the award, Whoever's at the bottom is just the loser, the stupid kid, the whatever. And formal tests. Don't even get me started on formal tests. First of all, when are we ever going to be doing them in the real world? Other than university and other than some courses that you might take in the future, when are we going to be forced to sit down and take a formal test that causes us anxiety, that causes us stress, that burns us out? I mean, formal tests have more cons than pros if you really think about it. So the fact that Denmark doesn't have or avoids formal tests is extremely interesting to me because their literacy rate still stands at a high 99%. So it's not like avoiding these tests is deteriorating any of their literacy rates or their level of intellect. In fact, I think it's raising children in an environment that is stress-free, is positive, teaches them to collaborate, teaches them to value innovative thinking and teamwork and problem solving and open debates. Not only that, but teachers are called by their first names, not Mr. or Mrs. or Miss. The fact that they're called by their first names is incredibly interesting to me, specifically because in real life, when you walk out, when you go to your job, when you go to university, obviously, other than your professors, or if you go to work with other schools, you won't be calling anyone Miss, Mr., Mrs., whatever. You'll be calling them by their first names. And not only that, it brings a level of balanced hierarchies in schools. It teaches students that you can trust the person that's educating you. You can be friends with the person who's educating you. They're a role model, yes, but you are not pinned down to everything that they do, say, or whatever. You are learning from them, but you are also able to build a relationship with these people who are giving you your education and who you're spending countless hours with. And then at the end of the day, you're going to be leaving high school with fond memories of these people, with amazing connections, with amazing skills, and your intellect is not suffering whatsoever because things are done differently. And honestly, if we can bring this into more schools across the globe, I think it would benefit students so much. Coming from someone who is in high school and is moving out of high school currently, 
if I were given this environment to learn in, to be educated in, to grow and to build connections, I think that the majority of the people that I have known growing up in my high school environments would be coming out of it so much more socially equipped and so much more academically equipped. And not in the terms that teachers that we have now aren't doing their jobs, aren't doing their teachings. No, they're perfectly fine. However, when there is that hierarchy there, that imbalance of power, sometimes it can influence the way that we learn from each other. I have known people, some friends, obviously, like colleagues, if you'd say, <laughs> um, at school who have refused to sit down and listen to our teachers because of the hierarchy that's there and because of the power imbalance and because they generally feel that they are being put down status-wise and been made to feel stupid because of the way that some teachers speak to them because of that hierarchy that's placed there. And I think that if we were to bring in calling our teachers by their first names, and I know people say that it's disrespectful to call them by their first names, but I feel like not everyone would see it like that. And if we did bring that in, we could get it to a point where it's not disrespectful to call them by their first names. I mean, everyone else in the real world is doing it. So why is it different in this school environment? So if we were to bring in that factor, specifically that factor, I think it would break down the hierarchies in the school, not in a bad way, but in a way where students were able to feel that connection with their teachers and enjoy learning with them and for them and just having that connection there and feeling more comfortable to ask questions and go seeking help when they need it. So public and private schools. For private schools, what are the pros? There are smaller classes because there are less people that go there. There's better access to facilities because they have the funds to be able to provide those facilities. And there are more opportunities for the students. However, the cons is price pressure to achieve going there every year. Most people can't afford it. They're on scholarships. They're struggling to make ends meet, whatever it may be. And they are less transparent. As private schools need to market their education because they are a company, thus they're less transparent as they must maintain a specific image for their school. Now, for public schools, they have a higher accountability because they are under government supervision. There is diversity in the student population and the price is lower if not free. However, the cons of this is student behavior. Generally, people will be sending their more privileged or well-behaved students to private schools because, let's be honest, no one's really going to pay for their god-awful students or kids to be attending schools that are that expensive. So generally, public schools, student behavior is less than adequate. On top of that, the funding isn't as great, and that leaves teachers less attentive as they aren't getting paid as much as they would in a private school. However, in saying that, in terms of yielding better results, on average, you're no better sending your kids to a private school than you are public schools. However, in saying that, there are some factors that may be beneficial for kids moving out of school and some disadvantages to it. The quality of teaching is generally better in private schools. They have a more academic focus and allow kids to remain in a more academic environment. There are public schools out there that cherish their education and will result in similar grades to those in private schools. It depends mostly on the environment of the school, where some schools can be too lenient and some private schools can be too strict and vice versa. This difference in environment can impact the students when moving into the real world and shedding off their high school identity. Now, in saying that, mental health. Mental health has become such a prominent subject in society. 
it's something that we generally really need to focus on, especially for students moving out of high school and into the real world. As I said before, our future generation who will lead us into whatever may come in the future. Now, first of all, completing year 12 and receiving their results. For students who didn't achieve the results they were hoping for, there might be feelings of disappointment, stress, and uncertainty about their future options. This can lead to a decline in self-esteem and increased anxiety because they're unsure if they will be able to get into the university of their dreams or make their families proud or whatever it may be. However, students who performed well academically may experience a sense of achievement and pride. Their positive reactions might be fueled by the anticipation of exciting opportunities ahead. This can be extremely amazing for those who are able to go out and be like, yeah, we're going to get into the university of our dreams, like absolutely no way that we'd not be able to get into it and just having an overall positive outlook on life. But this can also reflect negatively on those who didn't achieve the results they were hoping for and it can further increase the anxiety and the decline in self-esteem that they might have. Now, considering further education options. Students who receive offers from their desired universities or training programs might feel relieved and excited about their next steps. But receiving rejections or not securing preferred spots can lead to feelings of rejection and disappointment and worry about the future, which then increases the stress that has already been put on you for the last year trying to fill out applications and exams and, oh my gosh, we need to study and get all the homework done and say goodbye and gap year and exploration. Students who opt for a gap year might feel a sense of freedom and adventure. Exploring different experiences and interests can contribute to personal growth and confidence. However, some students might struggle with uncertainty and anxiety during a gap year if they feel pressure to have a certain plan for their future. Now, in high school, most people say, don't worry about your future. It's going to be fine. As long as you have a foot on the door at university and you've got a positive outlook, then you'll be fine. But does anyone actually take that advice seriously? I mean, coming from someone who is actually in high school, coming from someone who's around people who are currently leaving high school, someone who is leaving high school right now, when you take the decision to have a gap year because you're unsure of what to do, the anxiety continues to build and build and build and build until eventually you just break down because you have absolutely no idea what you want to do for the future and your entire life people have been telling you that this is the most important step of your life and that you should be able to know what you want to do by the end of high school but you don't and it's so anxiety inducing. Now, entering the workforce, students who secure a meaningful employment might experience a sense of accomplishment, financial independence, and the opportunity to learn new skills that weren't provided for them in high school. However, entering the workforce can be overwhelming, especially if students face challenges like job insecurity, unsatisfying work conditions, or difficulty adjusting to professional expectations. This can be extremely hard if you've existed in the high school environment for so long, because by the time you get to your time in the workforce, it will be completely different. It's basically a culture shock all over again. After you've entered high school and gone through everything and you've adjusted to that system and now you've been pulled out of it and into university and you've been pulled out of that into the workforce, you just have no idea what you're doing anymore and you feel overwhelmed. Now, the impact on mental health. This uncertainty of the future, combined with the pressure to make important decisions, can lead to extreme increased stress and anxiety. Feelings of disappointment, failure, or isolation can contribute to depressive symptoms in students. 
Students who might struggle with their sense of identity as they transition from a structured school environment to the complexities of adulthood, comparing oneself to peers who seem to have clear plans or successes can contribute to feelings of inadequacy. Navigating new environments, whether it's higher education or the workforce, can take a toll on mental health as students adjust to different routines and expectations. Mental health is extremely important for everyone. Every single individual should have the right to a stable and positive mental health. However, when moving out of high school and taking on all the uncertainty and the overwhelming feelings of leaving high school, it can be very, very, very impactful on mental health, especially for those who haven't had the opportunity to witness or be part of the outside world until after they leave and there is no turning back. Educational institutions, parents, and mental health professionals play a crucial role in supporting students during this transition. Providing access to counseling services, career guidance, and coping strategies can help students manage their emotions, make informed decisions, and develop resilience as they navigate the significant life change. It's not even just a life change, it is so significant. Because as much as people want to say that it does not impact your life in the future, whether that may be true in future decision makings, what you do now will set the foundation to your future life ahead of you. We need to make sure that the students of today, the people that are leaving high school right now, those who are stressing about their exams, those who are stressing about university applications, whatever it may be, we need to make sure that we are providing a comfortable environment for them to leave high school, a stress-free environment for them to figure out what they want to do, for them to say goodbye to their family and friends in high school, for them to get their feelings straight and figure out what they want to do. And if they don't know what to do, then take a step back and realize that it is okay to have a gap year. It is okay to not know what you want to do. And this may impact mental health, but we also need to make sure that we are making it as comfortable for them as possible. If you are having issues with your mental health moving out of high school, I will link some numbers and websites below for you to go visit. I recommend them extremely. If you are feeling stress or anxiety or just feeling overwhelmed with this decision and this process, then make sure you speak to someone because it is never too late. Thank you for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alja Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alja Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.